You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, football fans? It's your boy Jay Spence the King, and I am here tonight with my man Antoine Staley. My man Strills for the Girls couldn't be with us, but we're going to keep it moving anyway. I want y'all to know that this is coming to you on Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping locally and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. What is going on, my man Antoine? I've been I've been waiting for this episode. I can't even hold you. Let me get this, this, this thing off the screen. I've been waiting, man. I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm good too. I'm good. I um I guess I've been waiting for this because I feel like over the course of this week there's been some things that popped up that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to them about. And the first one off the top is not NFL. I know everybody's used to us just talking NFL here, but yo, what the heck is going on out in in uh well I don't even know where they are at this point, but the Golden State Warriors with Draymond Green. Yeah, training yeah, camp. Like like what is going on with him and Poole, man? Like this is this is wild. Man, uh, I mean, it's funny, like, it was this video surfacing, like, over the internet the last few days about how Draymond was talking about how Jordan Poole likes to talk a lot of trash and stuff like that to a lot of people and how he gets upset and how they want him to intervene, but yet, I guess he has said something to Draymond the wrong way, <laughs> and man, I just to, you know, clock him like that, I mean, I, I'm like, man, like, that, that had to, that's something serious, so... I don't know. Like, I don't know how you, I mean, I know stuff like this happened obviously back in the day before social media and all that, but you know, now it's like gets magnified, you know, by mm-hmm. so because you see it over and over and over again, as opposed to when Jordan punched Steve Kerr, you know, years ago, um, back in the nineties, like he didn't have to see it all over again. You just heard about it that one time and then, you know, put it behind you. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they put this, you know, try to put this to rest, especially considering, I mean, they won a title last year and they're trying to, you know, repeat as champions there. The part that gets me about it, like, obviously what you're saying about how, like, you got to relive it over and over now because of the day that we live in. Yeah. But like, even a step past that, it's like, okay, Jordan punched Kerr. I feel like that was like the way they both described that situation. I feel like it was a different situation. And like, the part for me that I, I'm just uncomfortable with, it's like we all grew up the way we grew up. I'm sure you, you've had playground fights or I'm sure you've played on teams and had, you know, those scuffles in practice. I'm sure. But the thing is, it's like that wasn't like a the way I looked at how Draymond handled that. It wasn't like a, you know, a, a teammate scuffle like this dude really like he really mouthed him like like this dude you know he folded him and and it, yeah. to me like that it was just too much man and and i had some people you know kind of debating me on twitter and all that stuff about how well you know you he pool shouldn't have pushed him and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> like andre uh draymond green shouldn't have gotten his face yeah his face like you invaded that man's personal space so yeah i mean 
yeah, I'm like, whoa, like chill, like yeah, you can't. If you go, you get to a certain point of a, a man's face like that, like yeah. you just like if you ever been into a fight, been in a fight, you just know like okay, something about to pop off, like yeah, you just right. like you get to a per, you get to a certain point, you're like okay, like I got to you know square up and get ready because something's about to happen. So yeah, he he pushed him and. You know, I don't blame him. Like, you don't get in somebody's personal space unless you're ready to start fight, fighting. Right. But OK, so then the thing is what you just said, like, you know, when you've been in a fight before, you kind of know. I feel like Jordan Poole was kind of in this space where it was like, we have practice. This is my team. Like, you know, like it just never escalates really to that level from your teammate. So I just think he has either that or has got like he just didn't anticipate anything like, man, we just talking stuff like we talk stuff every practice. So the whole thing for me is just like. You know, I don't feel like Draymond would have did like if he's playing on a team with with, with Jimmy Buckets, he ain't stepping to Jimmy Buckets like that. Yeah. You're not oh, stepping God. to Bron like that. Like, you know, and I'm not that Bron's a tough guy, but like there's certain people like you just know. So you do this to Jordan Poole. Like it actually made me lose a, a bit of respect for Dray. And I love Draymond. Like to me, he's one of the, the you know, the new media. And I, I, I just love the energy of like now being able to get insight from professional players while they're still in the game. Like I wish. We would have got that from Kobe or like even I mean, could you imagine in the 90s of Jordan after the game, he came off and then had a podcast to talk about, oh, uh, yeah, the flu game, man. This was this is what happened like live like that. Yeah. So I love Draymond, but this just this just was bad. Everything about this was bad. It was too. I mean, it's just, you know, how do you recover for this, especially when you have to put together a 82 game season? Uh, like I say, I know, like I say, they they played together, you know, last year and it went to the championship. But it's going to be hard to try to put this behind them. I mean, you already got this uh, hanging over your head. And, you know, I, I mean, I know it's Steph's team. I know, like I say, he's the glue that, you know, brings everything together. But I, I don't know. I don't know how you get past something like this, especially when you have a emerging player like a Jordan Poole there who, I mean, he's vital. I mean, I think Draymond is vital to so what they do too, but I think Poole is starting to emerge himself as, you know, another key contributor for the Warriors team as well. I mean, yeah, last point about this, and then we can move on and get to some football. But I feel like I feel like you're right. Draymond is obviously a key contributor, but at the same time, I feel like his usage and in, in the way they use him has diminished because the skill set is diminishing. Like he's getting older. Yeah. He's not a shooter. Like, so he's not going to come. He might give you that one game. You know, it's the classic once a season Draymond Grant game where he, you know, he'll come out and, and, and do what he does and end up giving you, you know, like he'll give you a 30 point game and 10 assists and 15 rebounds. It's like, where the hell did this come from? But other than that, like the dude, somebody said that he's trying to get traded to the Lakers. And I'm just like, nah, we already got Westbrook. Like to me, they're the same guy, except Westbrook is still more athletic. Like he's not going to, I don't think Westbrook is a shooter. He's not a score, but the defense, the assists, he'll give you those assists and he'll have those games where he gives you more points. I'd rather actually have, have him traded. I want that, uh, that Indianapolis Bulls. Yeah, you want that money off the books. That's what you want. Yeah. Well, no, not even just him off the, the money off the books. The trade for uh, Miles Turner and, and Buddy Hill. Like, I want that. Like, yeah, well, yeah. You guys and get the money off the books all day. Well, Give yeah. Me. I mean, yeah, the perfect world. Yeah, of course the Lakers are like that. I mean, that's they need a shooter and then they need a, another glue inside. Miles Turner. I mean, Miles Turner is one of the most underrated players in the league. I mean, he's averaged a double double. Every single year he's been in the league, and he keeps getting better. And he's a great guy, shot blocker, which is something also the uh, Lakers could need. Because, I mean, I know they got AD, but, you know, you can't really rely on him for 82 games as we all come to custom. And, of course, you know, being a Laker fan. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, going back, taking it back to Golden State, yeah, I, I just don't. 
yeah, Draymond definitely not the same guy that he used to be as far as a player. I mean, defense, even his defense has started to diminish a little bit too. I mean, you talk about a guy that former defensive player of the year, you know, shot blocker, you know, even, like you even give you an occasional three pointer every now and then, but yeah, definitely not the same put guy that he used to be. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they definitely were to trade him to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you, just to try to get something for him. Cause I don't, I don't know how, it's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be really hard to move on from this if he, you know, continues to be on the roster. I, I agree. I think because, again, like, you know, you, you can't you can't ruin that type of chemistry. Like, coming off a championship, trying to go into a season to defend it, it's just, like, it's tough as it is to defend a championship. Yeah. And now you're going to throw in this wrench of, of jacking up the chem- – okay, whatever. We're moving on. Like I said, I just wanted to get your opinion on that because I think Draymond is out of his mind, man. Like, what – Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so let's get to the NFL, man. It's some it's some um some fun games coming up this week, which I feel like we need because yeah. Thursday night was a snooze fest. And I like I know listen, Denver's not your team, it's not my team. Um but let's talk for a second. What the heck is going on with, with Russell Wilson? Like I know um Nate Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, like like uh, Sterling said last week, we're not going to say Nate because he didn't deserve it yet. So Nathaniel Hackett, like he's not he's he's not making good decisions as a coach, but you would think that a player of the caliber of Russell Wilson that we've seen over the years would still be able to figure this out when you got a Jerry Judy, a Cortland Sutton, and you know, like so so what is going on with this team? I think part of it is coaching. I think I don't think he's putting. Russell Wilson um, and that team in the best position to succeed. I mean, just look at the, some of the play calling. Look at the fourth down call. I mean, I know Russell Wilson missed the play, but yeah, I, I didn't necessarily like that. You go back to a play earlier on third down, they ran it right in the middle. I'm like, you know, that's kind of I wouldn't even do that on Madden, like to be honest with you. And then you're gonna you're just gonna run it up the middle uh, on a short yard situation like that. Yeah, it just there's no creativity. Like he's not doing. He looks like a guy that. This just learning on the fly that had no like he didn't even call plays at Green Bay like Matt Matt LaFleur was calling plays and it's kind of the same thing like when I was covering the Dolphins uh Joe Philbin got hired by Miami he didn't ever call plays for Aaron Rodgers he he was trying to learn stuff on the fly they thought oh well he worked with Aaron Rodgers you know he'll be able to you know he'll be able to rub off you'll rub off and you know be a good CEO and he wasn't like because you don't you you wasn't in you know in the trenches like you you don't you wasn't in those situations like Matt Lafleur is the one that's going through those situations with Aaron Rodgers. You're just the guy that's game planning throughout the course of the week too. Now I know like I said, there's certain instances where guys that hadn't called plays that have been successful. I know you know Cal Shanahan has you know mostly calls plays and Mike McDaniel you know did a little bit of that in San Francisco, but mostly that was you know in the hands of Cal Shanahan, but. Yeah, this guy just, you know, I didn't think he deserved the job in the first place. I, yeah. I thought, you know, I just thought he got handed to him because one nepotism, you know, his father was a coach in the league and, you know, he was able, you know, to do the fast track and, you know, get his sister job and, of course, be a head coach in the league. And two, you know, you're around Andrew Rogers, you're automatically going to get, you know, these job offers or, you know, job interviews. So, I, I think that's part of it. Russell obviously isn't playing very well either. You know, I think he's mm-hmm. trying to do too much. And, you know, I think all these people, what I find interesting too about Russell, and I'm sure, you know, you probably saw Kyle Brandt's comments yesterday um, about Russell yeah. Wilson. I, I just feel like 
people are just trying to take shots at him, and they're, and they're making yeah. it personal too. Like he's not playing well. Like I think we all could agree with that. But just try to take personal shots at him. Like I just feel like that's kind of you know. A it's bit lame. of a low blow. It's a bit well, of a low lame. blow. Yeah. You, you don't just, you don't have to say it this way. You're more professional than me, but he's is that's a lame thing to do. Like yeah. I agree with you. It's 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 perfectly fine to, to to critique his game. He hasn't been playing well. That's all open. That's fair game. But when you bring in his wife and the fact that like his person like don't don't do that, man. Like now, if you're now as far as character, if you're gonna talk about in the locker room, if they're saying the team isn't if they don't fool with him because of that, that's one thing. But to come out and like bash him and Sierra and then can, can I'll take it a step further is Richard Sherman corny or is it just me <laughs> I mean I, I don't think he him and Russell really you know get along very well even though they were teammates for a while so yeah I think part of it is kind of yeah I can see him being a little corny I mean I always thought that about Richard Sherman because yeah you know he he has like I guess he plays like a role like, and I guess he still kind of does that a little bit on TV too as well. I mean, but really when he was playing, like he's kind of placed like, if you watch wrestling, like a heel type of role, like he was mm-hmm. always, that was always his type of character out there on the football field. I think he's great. I mean, obviously intelligent, smart guy. I mean, he went to Stanford for, you know, crying out loud. So we know how uh, smart he is, but yeah, he could definitely be a little, um, I guess you could say corny. I definitely think that could be a, a word you could use to describe him. I, I, I was well, trying to think of another word. But yeah, but that's I where I'm at, because I'm just like, ain't no way. Like, so, you know, the way he's talking, like, OK, so after the game, like he had this whole outburst, like run the ball, run the ball. And first of all, Russell Wilson isn't calling the plays. That, exactly. Like, that's first. Correct. And just like at the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson wasn't calling the plays. Correct. So it's like to come out and and again, he's not playing well, but like to have this whole outburst, run the ball, <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? And then he got this energy on his podcast and then they have this clip pregame where they out there shaking hands. And I get it. It's, it's the professional. Hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. We know they don't feel each other. Exactly. But that energy you had on the podcast, you didn't have that in person. And now after they lose, you want to, you want to rub it in this. Come on, man. Like, to and me, we live just... that moment too, which was almost yeah. 10, almost like eight, nine years ago or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's not his fault that they, I mean, he threw the interception, but he, it's not his fault. He, you know, the play was, call was made. Just like it wasn't yeah. his call. For the, fault, the play calls was made in Denver game either. So, yeah, I mean, he needs to be accountable too. He needs to be held accountable, not playing well. But I just feel like people have been waiting to take shots at Russell Wilson. And all of a sudden, when he's not playing well, it's just, you know, all it's open season now. And people are ready just to, you know, tee off on him. And I don't think that's right. I, I don't either. And I agree with you. Same thing, what you said about Kyle Brandt. Um, and I like Kyle. I think he, I do too. he's. He's like a Bills. He's a Bills guy. So, you know, like, not really. He 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 plays the role. He'll be a Bills fan when it's cool and when it needs to. And then when something happens, he tries to. Well, I think the Bills are in trouble. Now, I need you to be on that Mike Rob energy. I, you know, I need the way Mike Rob rides with the team. Don't don't be flip flopping. But like I said, I, I I like him. But that that whole thing felt personal, and it just wasn't. It wasn't to me to the move to make, especially being in the position that he is. Man. That's like, what I was going to say. Like, yeah, if you're going to be in that position as I know he's not a traditional journalist or, you know, video, whatever, but you can't make things personal. Well, no matter like, you know, how many times players have said things to me that I didn't like, but still, I don't necessarily take it, hold it against them. It might just, they had a bad moment. They had a bad day or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I try not to hold just because somebody didn't want to talk to you during the interview, I mean, inter- you know, when you're trying to interview, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hold it against you. I mean, you just can't take certain things personally, especially in this business. Well, I mean, if if I'm be honest with you, like there's some people, um, like so there are Bills players. I have a good relationship with a lot of them. You know, 
there are some who just don't do media. And it doesn't mean that they're standoffish. They'll speak to you in other situations, but they don't want to do media. And you have to respect that. It's not, you know, people take things personally because they don't want to interview her. But first of all, Sierra is a star. So yeah. like with him, with him trying to take a shot at him and uh, Sierra about trying to act like Jay-Z and Beyonce. No, if that man's wife <laughs> says, yeah, I don't really want to be. If he made a decision for his wife, I'm not going to hold that against him. Like, this, it's just craziness. Hey, whatever. Let's move on from it. The game was a snooze fest, man. Yes. Like, in, 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 in awe. Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, I, I'm disappointed with. I know Jonathan Taylor was out, but even when he's been in this season, he ain't been playing well. And I thought they were going to win that division, and I thought they were going to do it easily. At this point, I feel like it might be Jacksonville, and I don't like saying that. <laughs> like, I don't like saying that. Where you at with Jacksonville? I don't. I think uh, for me, I think they're the best team in that division. I, you know, look at the Colts, and I mean, I think John, like you said, Jonathan Taylor has to play well, but I think a lot of that has to do with their offensive line. The offensive line, like, was a strip of theirs last year. Some changes have been made there. Sure, you still got Quentin Nelson, but I mean, it's become a weakness. So mm-hmm. when that becomes a weakness, not only you know you're not having the running game that you're able to have, but you know Matt Ryan, who's also you know. Bit of a sitting duck back there. Also, also very old. I mean, old in NFL age. Anyway, you know he's been getting te- they're teeing off on him, and then he's getting you know has happy feet in the pocket, and then he's making a lot of bad decisions. So I think it's a, a station of that. I think that's where it starts their issues um, on the offensive line, and then it, it trickles down to the running game not being able to run the ball effectively, and also Matt Ryan's not playing well either. And then they they keep trying these quarterbacks, these veteran quarterbacks. At some point. I mean, you just got to groom a young guy. That's what they need to do. Like, instead of trying to, you know, go to the well and Carson Wentz and, you know, he, Matt Ryan's doing a worse job than Carson Wentz did last year. Like, you thought you were getting an upgrade? Like, no, you actually downgraded, you know, <laughs> Matt Ryan. And now you're going to have to get, now you have to figure out what to do after this season, too. Man, I thought they was up. I did. I was one of the ones, man, Matt Ryan's still one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. The dude is, and he just embarrassing the hell out of me. Like, this dude is out here looking like, you know, you said worse than Carson Wentz. Yeah, he has. He already has the same amount of interceptions as Carson Wentz had all the last year at seven. So, and we still he has have. seven interceptions? Yeah. Oh, man, that's even worse than that. Like, and I've been watching him. I guess I just haven't put that together. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know, I will say this though. Um, <laughs> do you five think games they, in. <laughs> what do you think they regret? Uh, not this is this is a rhetorical question in a way. Do you think they regret not not getting Baker? No, I I think you're. <laughs> I think it's a. I think you'd be in the same position, but yeah, yeah it's kind of lateral. They're both lateral at this point. At least Matt. At least Matt Ryan has been good in this league uh, for an extended period of time. He's just his skills are just diminishing. Baker Mayfield yeah. really had, you know, a year or two where I think he had a really solid season. And then, you know, Carolina, which they have a ton of weapons. I mean, they have weapons with, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anders. He's just not – it's not working working out to the point where Panther fans want Sam Darnold back um, immediately, from what I understand. I think Sam Darnold's the better of the two. I know he had a rough time – you know, I get it. He had a rough time in New Jersey out there. You know, he had a rough time now. Like This last year he had some injuries and stuff, but I think he started off decent, and then he had a couple games that is like, uh, and then the injuries. I think Sam Darnold's better than, than Baker. I just – now I'm a Baker hater. I make that known. I don't think he's good. I haven't thought he was good. But 
it's just it's just hilarious how how all of these things work out, man. So let's move on to to a um, not so fun game. I know for you it's a personal thing. You don't like to talk about it right now, but Monday Night Football is going to be a real. <laughs> you already. <laughs> it's going to be a game that I feel like I'm going to enjoy. It's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I think, and I, I don't know if this is me trying to be hopeful for you and everybody else I know who are Raiders fans, but I think the team is better than their record. I really do. But I don't understand how they haven't put it together when now you have the best receiver in football, a top five tight end, a good running game. Josh Jacobs played well last week. You know, I think he had like 140 something yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Great game. You know, great game. I hope he can do that again this week and my fantasy team needs it. But what to your as a fan, as a you know, a lawyer, I ain't gonna say it too much more because I understand you have work <laughs> allegiances now. But you know, how does this how does this why does it confuse me? Like why is this team not good? Well, I think you chase you chase a system uh from you know Derek Carr who was you know he was comfortable in one thing and now you know Josh McDaniels comes in and then he's trying to learn a new system and you know also braille chemistry with Devontae Adams and you know also having all these moving parts their offensive line still isn't very good uh mm-hmm. so you also have to deal with that too so it's a lot it's a lot to deal with and then you know you have to navigate the schedule that they've had to deal with too as well and now you got you know you beat the Broncos who you know I crazy i'm i can't believe i thought their playoff team before the year started but what well, it is what it is like but you know now you got the challenge of playing the kansas city chiefs there on monday night football uh and you know definitely not a tall task considering how kansas city lit up the uh, scoreboard against tampa bay last week so i, I think it's just a combination game in the defense too i don't think uh their defense is very good either i know they have max crosby there also uh chandler jones who they picked up too from you know as well in free agency but yeah i just don't think the team is they have a lot of good complementary parts and skill position players but as a unit i just don't think they're you know collectively good right now and Derek carr is not playing well so when you add all that in you know i I thought they'd probably be a last place team in that division which is you know crazy for me to say but you know considering how bad denver is you know they might still finish in third place but i don't know if that's going to be good enough to get them to the playoffs as I don't think it will be because even, you know, like being being three games back in that division, um, it, I just I don't see I see the Chiefs obviously not being as explosive as they have been, you know, but I still think that they're, they're winning games and, you know, they're not going to go on one of those things where they lose four in a row. That's not happening. Um, the Chargers are still kind of winning, even with injuries and even with all this stuff. I think they're going to win tomorrow, you know, so I, I don't know. I just I think it's tough for the Raiders this year, man. And, and it's unfortunate. Cause like I said, they, they made moves over the off season. You, you do a big time move to, to get Adams and then Chandler Jones from, from uh, Arizona. And it, like, it's just, it's just not working out and I don't, I don't get it, but we'll see. How do you think that game's going to go? Well, it's going to be a bloodbath. Like the Chiefs are going to kill them. Like, I just think it's going to be, that's how it usually goes when these two teams get together. I think, the Raiders have beaten them one time at that, t- that time in Arizona. I mean, in Kansas City where they took the lap around the stadium and on the bus mm-hmm. and all that. And the Chiefs never forgot that. And I, I thought that was the dumbest thing they ever done. They never- they've done in, you know, like 20 years. And that's really saying something about the Raiders franchise. But, yeah, I, I-, I think they're I think it's going to be not a-, not a good thing. I think the Chiefs win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, you don't want to motivate a team like the Chiefs to to come in and smack on you. Like, you just don't. Like, it's bad enough that they are – 
a good team and they got you know once you once you motivate them in a different way it's like okay there's just it's a wrap it's a wrap yeah. let's talk about the team that you cover now man um the new york jets is uh, i think you're home right yeah the, the yes. jets are at home against They're the miami dolphins. dolphins yes and um we talked about this a little before we went live here but the 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 spread is three and I said to you, I'm shocked that the spread is so close. And you was like, well, what do you think it should be? And I'm like, I think the Dolphins are going to beat them. But and you like what? So let's talk about that for a second, because I honest to God, man, I think even with Teddy Bridgewater being I think I think Broncos fans right now would rather have Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater starting than Russell Wilson, the way he's played. Well, so, yeah. I mean, so I just feel like Teddy, I, I get it. He's not the starter that's a, a franchise changer. But he's not the guy losing games for you either. And I just think when you have weapons like Waddle and Hill and that running game and Gasecki, I just honestly, I, I know, I don't know. I, I, I really think the Dolphins still are going to beat them by like 10 points. I, I don't. I, I just don't. Like, I think when you have like, and yeah, I think Tyreek Hill is, you know, he's also bathed up along with um, Jalen Waddle as well. And I think their the offense is going to be different on Sunday. I think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more um, and try to take some pressure off of Teddy so don't, they don't have to rely on a lot of the home run plays that they usually do with Tua. Um, I think what's, you know, I think the difference in this game is going to be uh, can they get pressure on Zach Wilson? You know, I think you saw it in the game against the Steelers when the Steelers were able to get pressure on them. You know, Wilson, you know, kind of clams up at times and, you know, makes bad decisions. If the Dolphins can do that consistently, then I think, you know, I think they would win. I think if the Dolphins were completely healthy, I agree with you. I think they would win by 10, 13 points probably, you know, at least. You know, I just think they're the better team and better roster. However, like, I just think that, you know, considering, you know, the momentum and, you know, Teddy starting, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. Probably, you know, maybe like a 21, a 20, 20, 2017 type of deal. And I can see the Jets squeaking it out. I really can. I mean, I think they they can they have the ability to get pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. You know, possibly force some mistakes there too as well. The Dolphins' pass defense has been terrible anyway, and that's with Saban Howard. And Howard might he may or may not play. You know, he's mm-hmm. dealing with two two groin injuries. You know, that's never good yeah. <laughs> for any. You know, I don't care how good you are. Like he's he hasn't been the same all year. He left the game against the Bengals uh, in the third quarter because of the injuries. So even if he does play, he's going to be less than 100%. And I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that with Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. And I think they're going to be able to do just enough. I, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and say the Jets are a playoff team. Uh, but, you know, if they, they win this game and they've been – they're 0-12 in their last divisional – their last divisional – so that's two years in divisional play in the AFC. So this is a big deal. I know Robert Sala tried to downplay it. Uh, this week saying it's just another game, but yeah. you know the, they they know they need to win these divisional games, and it starts here. And if they can get the three and two, you know the Dolphins are also three and two. You know the Bills, you know being right there too as well. So we'll be yeah, four and, and one. Don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah, we'll be yeah. four and one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> it would help. It would help the Bills out if they end up beating them. But still, like at that point, it's like you know it, you, you start to look at the Jets a little bit differently. You know, with that three and two mark at the five games, especially considering how tough their early season schedule was. Well, I like Zach Wilson. I, I, you know, I've I've said all along, like I think it's going to take some time. But I, honestly, it, looking at him and looking at all the things that he can do, um, the way he's built, the way his arm, like he throws the like when I watch him throw the ball, you know, there's not. I don't I don't have a, any issues that I can point out with like his mechanics and with all that. Like the guy is good. I think part of it is 
now you have some weapons. And I think we saw last week with him coming back, how he was able to, it was a sloppy game, but he was still able to figure it out enough to squeak out the win. And, you know, I mean, he, he, he got their quarterback benched. He got Pittsburgh's quarterback benched. So I just, I feel like, you know, look, you give that guy enough time to really develop and figure it out. And the team believes in him. Now he has a good running back back there. He has some, some receivers that believe in him. I, I like him. I just honestly don't think tomorrow, I don't think they will beat the Dolphins, but we'll see. I mean, I, you, you watch them more closely than I do now. So, I, you know, it's like, I, I'll take your word for it, but yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins won, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets won. I, I really think it's going to be a close game. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, and like I say, I, I thought the Jets coming into the year were a seven-win team. They win, they win tomorrow, then, you know, we'll see. I, I, I won't say they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but, you know, seven, eight wins, you know, not out of the realm of the possibility, especially considering uh, their schedule later on this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's uh, move on from that game. And uh, you mentioned the Bengals. The Bengals are going up. They're going to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I think that's the Sunday night game, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Or correct. Okay. So th- that game to me is interesting. I've said to you before, and actually we we did like the, the chop up and then we had to switch it up because of the tour injury. So we redid it and you weren't on that episode. So um, I know you already know how I feel about the Bengals. So I'm going to say it again. So that way, if anybody is not familiar, <laughs> I don't think the Bengals are a good team. I don't think the Bengals make the playoffs. I didn't think the Bengals would have made the playoffs last year if Lamar Jackson didn't get hurt. I think that they got to the playoffs and I can't even say they got hot at the right time. I think that because if you look at I think I think they had four offensive touchdowns the entire playoffs. I just don't think that's a way to sustain. And I also like they're not a dominant team. So going into this game, I think Lamar Jackson is probably ticked off. that They lost to Buffalo the way that they did. I think it's probably one of those things where it's like, Y'all coming to Baltimore. We're not losing twice in a row in Baltimore. It's not happening. So to me, I got Baltimore smacking these kids. Like, how do you see this game playing out tomorrow night? I mean, did, didn't the Ravens – didn't they lose two games? About, they lost to the Dolphins and both the Bills. Dolphins and so, the Bills, yep. So this would be – yeah. Um, I like the Ravens, too. I just think they're the better team in the division. Now, I still think the Bengals could make the playoffs. I mean, I know they started 0-2 and, you know – the statistics that with teams start 0 and 2, uh, making the playoffs is kind of really not in their favor. But if anybody were to do it, especially in that division, they de- they certainly could because I definitely think you know they have the weapons offensively. I know Joe Burrow hadn't necessarily played very well. I think they started to get things going against the Jets, you know, start to look more like themselves. You know, it would have been interesting to see if Tua would stay in the whole game against Miami because I definitely think the game would have been a lot, a lot closer than you know than what it really was, you know, at least on the scoreboard. But, yeah, I mean, I still think the Bengals are probably a playoff team, but I'm not necessarily, you know, certain that they are, uh, considering that they still have some of the same issues that they had last year that they haven't solved with the offensive line. They had four new starters, but guess what? They still they still – people are still pressing Joe Burrow the way that they are. Mm-hmm. It's just the Dolphins weren't able to take advantage of that, which I found, like, a, you know – crazy that they weren't but yeah if the Ravens can get pressure on Burrow then it's gonna be a wrap I think you know Lamar Jackson's obviously a man on the mission right now um he's definitely you know believing himself and you know playing for that big contract and I think they're gonna make a statement there on national tv so yeah I like Baltimore in this one yeah he gonna get that bag and I want him to get that bag yeah but 
Well, let me ask you this because you just said you still think Cincinnati will make the playoffs. I, I said they this could. Is, they could. Yeah, I, I'm kind of okay. on the fence with that. But yeah. Well, because this is where I'm at with it. It's like so if they don't win a division, which I don't think they will. If Lamar Jackson stays healthy, I think it's Baltimore's division. So okay. if they if if they don't win a division as a wild card, I just the AFC is stacked, man. Like I still feel like it, it's probably are they though? Are they, I don't know if it's as stacked as what, what we thought it was though. I, I do. I think it's early, so like you have some games that didn't bounce certain ways, and it's like okay, some teams are two and two that you didn't expect, but it's like you didn't expect the Jaguars to kind of be this team that they are. You know, they'll they'll win the division in my as now looking at the, right. the Colts and looking at the Texans. You know, so they'll win the division. So outside of that, um, obviously. You got the four division winners, and then you yeah. got the, the wild cards. So, what? Maybe the Chargers? I, I, like I don't know, who, but it's like Chargers, the Chargers, Dolphins, Dolphins, and you know, you think who the else? Last team can be maybe Cincinnati? the Titans? Maybe the Titans? Maybe I don't. I mean, that, that's They're what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got three. T- you got three wild cards. Like they could get one of those three wild cards. Okay. Well, who, like, who, I mean, else, who else is it though? Like who? Who could it? it, man. it, it it ain't the Raiders, I can tell you that right now. So <laughs> it, it ain't the Raiders, and it ain't the Broncos. You're right. It ain't. But you know what? The Broncos are still winning. Yeah, I, they well, they lost this week, but I mean, like they're two and two. Like there's a lot of two and two teams. They're still in the mess. They're still in the mess. Right. Yes. So what I'm saying is, it's like, yeah, if like from the outside, we're just talking about it. It's like, yeah. But when you look at the teams who could figure it out, I still, and it, I guess this is this is where I'm. Well, they're at. two and three now, actually, the Broncos, because they uh, right because of Thursday, because of Thursday. Yeah. Um, but so two and three, I still think they can figure that out. Like to the point, like I don't know. Uh, you mentioned up, the Titans. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's a, it's so much mystery. Like with that, if it was two wild cards, then I would agree with you. I'd be like, yeah, I don't think they're gonna get in. But the third, like it's so much, you know, up in the air. Like one of those mediocre teams has to get in. Like why can't it be Cincinnati? You're right. I just, like I said, I just, I don't feel like they're good, man. I, I, I mean, think, they might I be the seventh so seed. Up. They might be the seventh seed, but I think that I think I would pick them over the Titans, and I would pick them over the Broncos and Raiders right now. If I had, if you're asking me, you know, at this moment, I feel you. If so I tell you what, if if Derrick Henry is who he was last week, if he gets back to that form and he's Derrick Henry again, it ain't Cincinnati. Okay, man. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, they could win the division if he gets back to where true, he was. True. So, yeah. but, but then if that's the case, then I'm giving Jaguars that that wild card spot. Okay, so because I think I, I think they play him, man. The Jaguars look good, like way better than I thought. Christian Kirk is looking like like he's embarrassing a lot of people with those takes that oh they gave him too much money. He's not a true number one. He looks like a number one wide receiver out there. So and he, I mean, and they played well against the Eagles. I mean, they played really they well. Did. I mean, I know they lost the game, but they they played particularly well so they'll be able to play a team that everybody well a lot of people are crowning at the moment at least in the nfc then i think that says something how do you think that game is going to go tomorrow they um come to arizona and they're actually going up against the arizona cardinals they're the last undefeated team kyler murray has not looked good he needs deandre Hopkins. like he need hop i don't care what nobody say when hop is there the offense looks different and i know hollywood brown people People out here in, in Phoenix are excited. They feel like Hollywood Brown is better and like he's listen, I know I don't know. I don't get it because I don't see that. But yeah, okay. How do you think this game is gonna go tomorrow? Cause I I, I watch the Eagles and I I'll be honest, I have questions. They're undefeated. So do I. But I have questions. I don't think that they're as good as their record shows, but I don't want to be a hater and just like try to you know, they're four no, they're the best team in the NFC right now, technically the, the best team by record in the NFL. So I'm not gonna hate on them, but I just I don't think they are who their record shows. I, I think they have been a product and of a 
I don't want to say a weak schedule, but they just, you know, you play the teams that you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you line up against. So you got to give them props. They're still, they're winning, you know, so a lot of teams don't win the games that they're supposed to, but they're, they're winning. I just, I, if you're asking me who, if they're going to come out the NFC, then I would probably say no, just simply yeah. because like, I still have some, you know, questions with as good as, you know, Jalen Hurst has played, you know, how is he going to play perform on a big stage in the playoffs and, you mm-hmm. know, their offense, can they continue to keep the ball rolling there? Uh, so I, the jury's still out for me with the Eagles. I th- obviously, I still think they're a playoff team and possibly going to win that division, although, you know, the Cowboys are still lurking around there, especially considering, you know, the injury to Dak. You know, they're not going in the way either. So it looks like it's going to be two teams out in the AFC East. But, yeah, as far as tomorrow there, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I, I think I might go with the Cardinals there. I really do. Like, you know – at some point, not every, you know, you're going to lose games, you know, in this league. And I think it's, you know, I know a lot of people have been gassing up the Eagles there. But, you know, I know the Cardinals have not necessarily played well with Murray. And, you know, like you say, you're missing Hopkins. But I feel like they have enough offensively to be able to stay with the Eagles, at least for four quarters. So I'm going to yeah. I'm going to pick the upside in this one and take Arizona. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think I think the spread was five and a half. And yeah. I, I took I took that. I took the I mean, the, uh, the Cardinals to win that one at home. So, um, all right. And let's. Um, I feel like it was a couple games that I said I wanted to talk about. Let's let's round this out. Let's let's end this out. Get your take on this this Bills game. It's a huge, like a huge spread coming to the <laughs> like they opened up at fourteen and then they went up to fourteen and a half. There's some injuries. My dog Jordan Poyer is out. Um, Tremaine Edmonds didn't practice all week, so we don't know if he's gonna. It's gonna be a game time decision for him with his hamstring. Um, so there, there's been some things that has happened. You know that have happened. We're short some receivers. Isaiah McKenzie's gonna come back. Uh, um, Crowder's on injured reserve now because of his broken ankle. So there's some things happening. On the flip side, you look at Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, I like him. I'm not even gonna sit here and, and throw and throw shade his way. He's a rookie, but but I like him. And I know we threw some interceptions, but I feel like that was just a, a result of like taking chances. That a lot of was his fault either. Like I watched that game last week. Obviously, you know I was in Pittsburgh. A lot, a lot of those were not his fault. Like some of yeah. them some drop passes. Some of them was just you know one of them was a hail mary. You know at the right. end of the game. So. Yeah, Claypool yeah, got to the Claypool got to do better too. Claypool got to go and he got to he got to be a dog. Yeah, I, I I am surprised like he hasn't emerged the way that I thought he would. I mean, Devontae Johnson has been really good for them, and you know how they have a heck of a tight end too as well. And Najee mm-hmm. Harris has played he played really well. I, I feel like they should have beat the Jets last week. I really do. I just feel like yeah. instead of them running the ball with Harris, which the Jets couldn't stop him. I mean, he was getting like five yards a pop. They tried to get cute and start throwing the ball and then pick it through through an interception. So mm-hmm. and then that really the Jets went down and scored the game with a touchdown. So yeah, I, I think, you know, I think the Bills are gonna have their way with those with the Steelers. I just think it's so many issues that they're having with the offensive line. And, you know, obviously they'll have a week to prepare Kenny Pickett, you know, do do some things that, you know, suits him well. But you know, the Bills are just too strong. I think I still think they're the best team in the AFC and I think they'll prove it against the inferior Steelers team. You think they cover the 14 and a half? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do, I, I do too. And, and not even de- like I mentioned the defensive players out, but I just feel like this is the best weather Josh Allen has played in since the Tennessee game. And, you know, cause the heat in Miami, I know I'm not using it as an excuse, but what I'm saying is I wasn't mad at the team for losing that game. I was in, I was in Miami there's no way I'm going to be mad at the team for that game, man. Like I was sitting in the stands and I, I probably spent $60 just on water and it wasn't enough. For me. <laughs> and they were playing in it. You know what I mean? So like, there's no way I'm no way, but 
But and then you used to the desert too. I mean, that's that's a different exactly. type of heat down there it's in a, South Florida. Man, it, I, I live different. in the South, so I grew Bruh. up in the South. I lived in Miami for years, so it was suffocating, man. Like it was seriously like just sitting there. I had the fan on me, and I didn't do nothing. I took a bottle of water and just poured it on me. That didn't do like it get it relief. Like it was like a couple minutes of relief. It's vaporizing it hot. It's vapor man, it's, like it's, yeah. So I couldn't be mad at the bill. Stefan Diggs said he had two IVs in his arm during halftime. Like one in each arm. That's nah. So I'm not mad. But when you look at the game against the Titans, and and even technically, if you look at the LA game, when Josh like can play without um those type of and he played well to me last week as well, even in yeah. the rain. There was a lot of drop passes that that first interception was not on him. You know, I feel like those things should be changed to fumbles or something. Like when it go literally when it goes through the receiver's hands. I don't know how those go again, but I get it. It's for years, they've always gone against the quarterback. So, but it's like, I feel like Josh is playing well. He's protecting the ball more. Um, I, I just, with this type of weather at home, you know, I just don't see the defense of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers stopping. Like, I yeah, don't especially see with T.J. No Watt either. So, I mean, look, I mean, Alex Hotsmith has still done a good job getting pass rush there. But outside of him, I mean, I think, you know, him and Cam Haywood, I mean, that's really the big keys you have to worry about them defensively. Uh, mm-hmm. Without T.J. Watt, I mean, it definitely takes away another element from their defense, and they're just not the same team without them. All right. Well, y'all heard it on the chop-up. The Bills are still going to be dominating. We're going to be 4-1, and one, my man, Antoine. And he covers the Jets, and he's giving us his props on the reel. Yo, um, any any music that I should throw on my playlist? You know, I do my game day playlist now. Anything that you think I should be listening to for tomorrow and, and, and throw out there? Uh, have you did I meant to ask you this last week? Did you listen to the Freddie Gibbs? I have, and I, I like it. I have nothing to complain about yeah. other than like I just wish that him and Benny would stop beefing. That's it. Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah, it's pretty tight though. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been on recently. Yeah, no skips. I don't feel like there's yeah. any skips on that. Um, have you listened to uh, Rome Rome Streets? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I feel I like that, that one was okay. It wasn't as great as I thought. It's good. Like it's, it's, it's right. a really good album, but it's not. It's not what I thought it was gonna be. Like I was. I was looking forward to like him, really just coming on there and you know just. I thought it was his time, and I yeah, feel like yeah. maybe this is the album before his time. I don't know, but but we'll see. So yeah, some tracks on right. there. Yeah, I'm kind of messed with, but it was it was all right. Yeah, so I'm with it. So look, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the chop up on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network with my man Antoine Staley. Shout out to my man Sterles for the girls. He's gonna be back next week. We're gonna figure this out to where all three of us can be on here together. Yeah, we yeah, we gotta talk about that too, the schedule too. Cause I, I traveled next week as well. So yeah, we gotta definitely okay. figure that out. So so we'll get that we'll get that straightened out tonight. But like I said, I, I just um I wanna get because uh, the when we did the one and we had we had to switch it up, the energy on that show was perfect. So I yeah. like I I really, really want to make sure we do that. So uh, you got any uh, final thoughts or you want to let everybody know where they can find your work for tomorrow and, and beyond? This my name, Antoine Staley on Twitter. It's pretty simple. Or find my work to the New York Daily News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, follow my guy. Y'all know y'all can find me, Jay Spence the King. Right here it says Jay Spence the Sad King because my man Tremaine <laughs> has been out and, 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 and Jordan's not playing. So other than that, but I'm good. But that 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 hurt. But listen. Y'all do y'all thing. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Don't drink and drive. Love each other. Okay, let's have some fun. Go Bills. Hey. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 